this podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's up? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. That's right. And you tuned in to another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast where we give our reviews and takes of movies and television straight out of Hollywood. Oh man, I had I like that one, but I you know I messed it up. I felt myself messing that up, bro. That was all right though. What's up, bro? Ah, uh, can't call it, man. Can't call it, man. Just uh we gotta we gotta for me, for my eyes, an interesting pod coming yes. up today. Um but um it's gonna be in it, I think this is gonna be intriguing. I, I, on purpose, on purpose, I did not speak about anything about this. Okay. Usually, I might be like, you know, we when we do our little pre-production or whatever, yeah. I might say something. Mm-hmm. I made it a point not to say nothing today. I was okay. like, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. I said, I want this all to be on the pot, all natural reaction <laughs> for the for the for the for the listeners and viewers, man. But I'm yeah, doing alright. Man. man, how you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great, bro. Um, it's Friday. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I wasn't supposed to say that. But anyway, it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we tell people when we do what we watch it. Yeah, Friday for episode, those, yeah, so for those who don't know, man, we record, you know what I'm saying, and then release. So that's crazy. Pause. But um <laughs> <laughs> as y'all can tell, man, I'm in a very bright mood, man. I had a great day today. You know what I'm saying? No complaints. Just enjoying myself. The sun is out. Feel good today, man. I mean, well, I mean, I had a terrible day, but yeah, you don't have yeah, to get yeah, into it. Sure. But, uh, oh, shit, that just reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. Now I can't remember what it was because you started laughing and threw me off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, nah, the, uh, man, I can't remember what it was. See, that's going to that's gonna bother me throughout the whole pot. It'll that's pop back up later. It definitely oh, will yeah. pop back up later. In the middle of you saying something, <laughs> it's going to pop yeah. up. <laughs> Always happens. It happens to me all the time. Uh, man. Oh, I know what it was. See, okay, I knew see. it was coming. That also, for number one, the dedication that we put into this pot, that's number one. Mm-hmm. What people also got to understand is like, look, I, I got you by like four years, but yo, like we are like, oh, yo, we spend yes. our Friday nights. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know yeah. Hey, look, I ain't gonna lie, I wouldn't have it any other way because I was done, like, because everybody be like, man, you should come to the club with me, man, let's go to the club. I don't go to clubs, I don't do none of that, like, bro, I stopped going to clubs when I was 22. Yeah, I I stopped, I I pretty much stopped this shit, too, like, in college. Like, I I went to, like, a few bars and shit, like. Yeah, I I will go to a bar still, though. Yeah, yeah, like, I I fuck with a bar from time to time, Mm -hmm. but, like, yeah, but normally, but even then, it'd be like, all right. Yo, did you hear? Because I know you don't listen to their pod like I do, Mm -hmm. but uh, so I'm listening to uh, Rory and Ma, and they like Ma brought up a a great point. He was like, they were talking about like going to a club. They're like, yo, Mm -hmm. if y'all ever thought about like you walk into a crowded club where you don't know anybody in there and you trusted everybody to be cool, man, I was like, yo, I never thought of that shit that way. Like you go yeah. to a club, you don't know if somebody's in there. They about to plan something crazy. Nothing. Like, like, like you have no idea. Taking drinks, anything, bro. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. damn. I was like, I never thought of it that way. 
But I was like, what was even crazier is the fact that <laughs> Zaya Banks said that nigga proposed to her, <laughs> to her with a seeded watermelon and uh some some uh whitening cream and something else, bro. Was, and some eggs or something like that. I'm like, yo, she is yeah. wild, bro. That, she she is that, you, wild. listen, she needs a podcast or a show, or something. Well, but they need to get a camera or a mic or something around her outside of music because as crazy as everybody tries to like paint her to be, she is hilarious and entertaining. Oh yeah. Even when they called her, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? She I, is hopefully wild. Hopefully they do set that up though, because that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be a funny ass podcast. Yeah, I would I would really like to see her on a uh uh show or hear her on the pod. I would tune into that. She's crazy. She is crazy, but it's a great crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. I know exactly <laughs> sure, what you're saying. So uh man, let's get into the what we watching, bro. Man, let's do this. So, um, what you got today, man? Up first, up first. Yo, listen. You know I don't do this a lot. So, you know when I do this, it has to be, you know what I'm saying? It's got to be up there. It's top echelon type shit. Mm -hmm. So, I hit you the other day after you, because I know what you're, what we watching is. So it was when you went, this is when you went to go see that. I had to yeah, talk I to you wait. when you walk when you walked out. I was like, yeah. yo, I got to tell you this. So <laughs> I started this new Netflix show. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Well, a limited series. I done finished it already. You know what I'm saying? It's a show starring the very talented uh, Michelle, uh, I think it's Malahan. I believe that's how you said uh, Caught Echoes. And listen, when I tell you, so she's playing two, she's playing two roles. She's playing a twin sister. So basically, the synopsis is they are very. First of all, it's the same actress playing the same person, and then the only person that could tell them apart was their mom. But their mom ended up dying really early, which I'm not gonna get into it because it, it reveals it in the show what really happened to their mom. So they grew really tight, but even though they're twins, they still got different personalities. But even with them having different personalities, what ended up happening was they came up with this pact where they would basically share everything. And the reason they ended up doing this, well, look, you gave the spoiler thing at the beginning. So if y'all haven't seen this, y'all might want to fast forward, you know what I'm saying, about 30 seconds. Right. But what ended up happening was both of them ended up getting pregnant at the same time. How ironic, right? <laughs> but one of them <laughs> one of them had a miscarriage. So when they came up with this pack, it was so that both of them could raise the baby. So they came up with a pack. Every birthday, they would meet at some exotic place and they would switch lives. My God. Mm. <laughs> so they would live the other sister's life for a year and, <laughs> and vice versa. Both of these motherfuckers are married. <laughs> So the crazy part about it was the 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 one girl's husband that lived in LA, he revealed at the end, he knew. It like, yeah, <laughs> I knew on, the whole man. time. 
He was like, I just figured it was something that y'all felt y'all had to do. And he was like, yo, I love both of y'all. Hey, respect. <laughs> and then the respect. other one, when he found out, come on, man, you know one dude had to be the one. Oh. You know, oh, what are people going to think about me around town? They're going to be like, how did I didn't know? And I look, man, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. You've been fucking two of the same women for years. Twins. You telling me you complaining about it? Come on, Twins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yo. Like, that did, hey, that shit don't sound too bad. Twins. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Man, can you imagine? And I'm not going to get into the shit because <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. I just wanted mm-hmm. to get that off my chest and put it on the pot. But, For like, because, sure. okay, I'll give you this one part. Well, it ended up, like the one thing that ended up happening, what makes the show really entertaining is mm-hmm. the fact that one of the sisters supposedly came up missing. So some stuff that they did in the past, she knew to go check out this one place because they went to this one place when they was kids. And so she went there and the girl left her clues. And she was like, yo, basically, you're going to have to play both parts. So she had to play both sisters. And she had to change her voice. She had to dress because one sister wore like a lot of eyeliner because she was mm-hmm. the one that lived in L.A. And so she kind of dressed the part for L.A. And the other one lived like a form life. So she had to, you know, she didn't wear a lot of makeup. She the one that talked really country. Mm-hmm. So she had to play two parts. And she thought that her other sister was missing, but she wasn't missing. She was planning this whole escape to fucking leave her fucking sister and go away with this dude from high school that she was in love with. So she was just oh, going to wow. leave. So, yeah. And then, like, the poli- the sheriff, I hate to have her talking in this type of voice because she, I mean, this is the most countryest voice I've ever heard <laughs> in my whole entire life. But she was a smart fucking lady. Like, she figured this, she figured this shit out real early. But I'm still hung up on yo, can you imagine that you marry a twin and then these motherfuckers are like, you know what? Let's switch lives for a whole year. And what they do, they would when they would meet up, like one girl, like she got a little scar right here. So she was like, mm-hmm. so they would sit in front of each other and like examine each other. And she got a scar here, so now she gotta, you know what I'm saying? She gotta put a little scar there. Mm-hmm. And like they sit there and tell each other everything. So as soon as they go home, they already know everything that's going on because they told it. and then they would leave each other these voice notes like throughout. Like every day, they would give each other these voice notes. Mm-hmm. So like, they are, you know, entrenched in each other's lives, so they don't miss anything. But come on, like we got some dudes listening to this podcast. Come hey, let me on. tell you something. That's the dude with the little meat, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, the one the that was complaining. Time, yeah, because the whole time all he's thinking about is his brother-in-law smashing his wife. I guarantee you, that's what was yeah. on his mind. Yeah, but my other dude, he's like, shit. He's like, this is this, this different. It like, work. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> he said, you know what? I I like this. I like it. Yeah, he's like, I like this arrangement. I like this arrangement. So, uh, yeah, trust me, this is not all what this show is about. I'm just mm-hmm. being funny. That's but I, I thought I thought it was a really good show. I like the concept of what they did. But uh, y'all go check out the new limited series. On Netflix called Echoes. All right, man. Check that out for sure. Um, so the one that I got, man, my what we watching for this week is uh a movie that's in theaters right now. 
or theaters for the people who don't like the way I say that. Um, <clears throat> you can go check this out. It's starring Idris Elba and some other people that I really don't know. But um, basically, it's about, uh, you know what I'm saying, man versus, that's right, beast. Uh, so basically, you know what I mean, Idris Elba is out here. You know, he lost his, uh, his I don't know if it was his ex-wife or his wife or whatever. I don't know if they was like separated or divorced yet. They ain't really getting into all that. Um, but what they did get into is that, you know what I'm saying, Idris Elba has two kids. And basically, um, he was taking them to South Africa because the mother of the children is from South Africa. And, you know, that's where they met all this other stuff. And basically, she ends up dying. I think she had, like, cancer or some shit. So he takes his kids, his two daughters, to South Africa so they can go see their mom's homeland and, you know, see where she was from and everything else like that. He meets up with an old-time friend who works at a gaming reserve and... um you know, basically, they take one of the days to go out to the gaming reserve, of course, and they get to see all the animals and all the different, you know, saying layouts of the land and everything. They go on this little safari thing. And uh, apparently, because there's poachers around somewhere in Africa or South Africa at the time, they come across this lion who has had enough of everybody's shit and just start attacking people. <clears throat> and basically the whole movie is them getting away from the lion. And long story short, he just elbow punched the lion. And he got away with it. So uh, yeah, you gotta see it. You gotta see it. That's really just all I want to say. I, I I called it before it all even started. I said that he was gonna get help from some white dude. That happened, and I said he was gonna punch a lion. That also happened. So I was two for two. Um but I will say this though, it will piss you off because there's certain stuff that happens in the movie where you like, okay, if this keeps happening, the lion is gonna tear his ass up. Um, one of the parts was it was at nighttime and the safari truck had ended up crashing because they was trying to get away because the lion was attacking them when they was in the truck. And uh they had walkie-talkies. So Idris Elba is going out and he's going to basically uh, find the keys to where the poachers are because they got pulled up on by the poachers and they didn't know. So he's going to find the keys from one of the poachers because they out there trying to find the lion. But the lion is like taking their asses out one by one. And then basically he finds the keys. But in the midst of him looking for the poacher with the keys, they're hitting him on the radio, this loud ass radio in the midst of the night where he can't see at night. But the lion can and they keep calling him like, are you OK, dad? Are you OK? And basically putting him in danger of getting killed by the lion. And that pissed me off. But it was a great movie. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Idris Elba. He did his thing. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know what I'm saying, action packed. It was it was super exciting um, to see him in a movie like that. And also it kind of puts you in one of those you know, what I'm saying, circumstances like what would you do? You know what I'm saying? If you was in this situation, me personally, I know I'd have been gone a long time ago. Um, cause first and foremost, I'm not going on no safari, uh, especially where, you know what I'm saying? It's just random wild ass animals just running around. Yeah. I'm not doing none of that shit. Uh, cause I've seen too many movies like this. So yeah, I'd have been going a long time ago. As soon as we got there, I'd have just stayed back and then they could have just told me how it was and I'd have waited for them to develop all the pictures and stuff. So yeah, go see beast, man. This is tears now starring Idris Elba, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man Idris, man. He did a hell of a job in this movie. Man, shout out to them, man. Shout out to Will Packer, man. Um, yeah, him, sure. him and Idris got a good, uh, good thing going, good relationship. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I mean, like I said, it was a good movie though. It's one of the movies, man. You where you definitely gonna talk to the movie. <laughs> I will say that you are going to talk to the movie. I had to stop myself a bunch of times in the theater doing that shit. But um, That's hilarious. Yeah, it was it was alright though. Um, so man, let's get into our feature presentation. This movie is um, man, this this brings me back memories. I first seen this movie, and I think I was in like maybe sixth or seventh grade. I know I remember seeing this in school. It was the first time I seen it. it may have been fifth or sixth grade. But it was so it was sometime around that time. Um and seeing this movie for the first time, I I didn't know exactly what it was because it throws you off in the beginning. Um, but it's basically one of those movies that it it tugs at your heartstrings, man. It is definitely one of those. And um the movie I'm talking about is Life is Beautiful. Um it came out in 1997. It stars Roberto Benini, uh, his wife Nicoletta Brosky, uh, and Giorgio Cantarini, amongst a host of other people, written by Vincenzo Ceremi. Um, and this movie is basically about a man who um, he finds this lady, he falls in love with her, and he does everything in his power to get this woman to recognize him and fall in love back with him. And eventually, they do fall in love, they have a son, and Unfortunately, all of this happens right at the brink of um, the occupation of Nazi Germany. And basically, they get captured and they get taken to um, a concentration camp. And he is doing everything in his power to not let his son realize the devastation that's going on around him. And he does a great job at it, actually. And he basically makes his son believe that they're in the place, they're in the concentration camp because they're playing a game. And unfortunately, he doesn't survive, but his wife and his son do. And man, let me tell you something about this movie, boy. When I first seen this, bro, I cried. As a kid, I cried at this shit. I said, yo, this is the saddest goddamn movie I've ever seen. Because it, the way it starts off is like it's a love story. So, like, for the first hour, you were watching a love story. And you're watching this dude try to get this woman to fall in love with him. And um, in in Italian, he's saying, I think they're saying Princi Besa or something like that. But it's princess in Italian, I guess. Y'all, y'all can Google that. I don't know. Don't call me. Um, but it's like he's he's doing, like, all these things. He's setting everything up. He's, like, running into her, all this. Like, he's doing everything in his power. He even faked being, um, I think he was faking, like, being, like, a, a doctor. Like a waiter. No, oh, he oh. was actually a waiter. He was a waiter. He was working for, um, he was working for his uncle's restaurant or a restaurant that his uncle worked at or something like that. But he was faking like being a doctor, so he'd go see her at the school and like all these other things. Like he's doing all these extravagant maneuvers to get this woman's attention, and he finally does. But she's supposed to marry like some oligarch or something in Italy, and all of this is based in Italy, and it's all in Italian, so you have to watch it with subtitles, of course. But like I said, in the beginning, it's a beautiful movie, and then it turns into this like gut wrenching. Like it just it it just goes downhill from there, and it's like, yo, how can somebody keep their spirits up through this shit, bro? So, 
first time watching this, I believe you said this is your first time seeing this shit. Mm-hmm. What did you think, bro? What was your reaction? Okay, so my very first reaction was it comes on and they're speaking in another language. I'm like, okay, you know, now movies do that. Mm-hmm. But then it kept going. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, let me hit the dude real quick. I'm like, yo. I said, I said, yo. I said, this movie, I said yo, this movie in, a, in another language. You like, you like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's, it's the right one. You, like, you got to watch it with subtitles. I'm like, yo, you never told me this. Oh my goodness! So I'm like, bro, I, I forgot that it was all it was in, a, in Italian. I totally forgot it was in Italian. So I'm like, okay. So this is a real podcast, people. This this is the viewers and others. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We don't come on here. And we don't bullshit. No. So I'm like, okay. I'm thinking in my head. Me and Scoots have had this conversation before. <laughs> I was like, he knows. I don't like reading sometimes. Right. I said, and then, not only that, I said, I told him I don't like the dub shit because I don't like the lips moving. I hate that. Yeah, I hate it too. I hate it too. So I'm like, see, this is my thing, right? The thing was, like, I'm down to try something new. Like, that ain't mm-hmm. that ain't the thing. And And I gave this movie my attention. It's just the reason... I really there's two reasons I don't like watching movies subtitles. Number one, because I hate reading. That's number one. That's, that's I hate reading. But number two is the fact that when when I'm watching a movie, I like to get like the whole energy of the room. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I like to watch you know the backgrounds, what what this person is doing when they telling them something. Like I like to see facial expressions and all that type shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I'm watching a movie with subtitles. When you're trying to get the gist of what's going on, I feel like your eyes is going up and down, up and down. Like you, you really can't. I, I think me personally, I can't get everything that I need yeah. out of the movie. So that's my one thing with subtitles. So that's out of the way. Now, watching the movie, like the way you just broke it down, is is so right. And the one thing that is that was sad about this movie is the fact of how he was trying to tell his son, like, yo, this is a game mm-hmm. and you know, we're, we're this at the end, you know, you, you're you going to win a tank and, you know, mm-hmm. and all this stuff and like, even though, like, he's doing this back-breaking work, they're not getting enough food, like, you you never see a person able to keep that composure, how to to keep high spirits at the time yeah. where you, you cannot have high spirits, like, at all. And then for his wife, they didn't even want her. Well, remember, she wasn't Jewish. Yeah, she volunteered to go. Yeah. So that's another thing. It's like, yo, like, do your girl love you enough to... Now, don't get me wrong. Her, her son was there, too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, look, we're talking about the 40s. You're like, shit, I... Peace. <laughs> well, the crazy thing, this is the crazy thing, right? So, like, I've heard this thing, like, uh, for a long time about, like, the only way you can be Jewish is if, like, your mom is Jewish. What, well, 
they probably go by a different <clears> set of rules because we all know, like over here, like yeah. back then, like you had like a drop of black blood in yeah, you. you was, yeah, you was black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you black. You damned. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, you're done. But I thought, I thought it was the concept of the movie was extremely great. I, I do wish that there was an, an American version of this because, like, you're right. At the beginning of it, I'm like. He told me this movie is about the Holocaust. Like, it's gonna be about oh, an hour, coming. but it's yeah, it was like, like he's like trying to get this girl. He's doing everything mm-hmm. that he can. This mother get his dude car. He keeps stealing this one guy's hat. You uh, know? <laughs> and it's like, yo, but but the one thing they did do about this movie, and I, this is what I truthfully enjoy, is even in like even in certain situations, he has such a great spirit about him, like he made certain shit funny. Like when they was carrying the anvils, mm-hmm. and he was he was walking with the anvil and shit, and he was like, well, shit, what, what happened if I don't carry this anvil? There? He was like, you're going to die, because he was putting it down. He was like, you're yeah. going to die. That motherfucker got back up and said, oh, fuck that. He was like, you know, I'm going to just keep going. <laughs> hey, that shit made me laugh so hard, bro, because I felt him like, yo, what the fuck am I carrying this anvil for? That motherfucker put that motherfucker down. He was like, yeah, if you do it, they'll kill you. You pick that motherfucker right back up. Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> can't do, can't, can't take that, can't take that option. That's yeah, funny as hell. Yeah, bro. yeah, that was he did. He found a way to keep his humor, and he found a way to say he he really made one of the most unselfish decisions that anybody can make mm. in extreme situations. Yeah, because some people will be like. Fuck this! I'm sad. I'm upset. I'm mad, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna hold this grudge because I have to do like this labor over here. We're not getting fed enough. My son is going through this with me. It's like you, you can easily get lost in that. And he found yeah. a way to say, <clears throat> "I don't want my son. I might not survive. I think he knew going into it. I might mm-hmm. not survive this. But what I am gonna do is." I'm gonna try to make this experience for my son as least, I don't know, uh, unbearable as I can. Like he, yeah. he, like a lot of people say, "Yo, like I die for my child, or I do anything for my child." And then, yeah. like when extreme measures happen, they don't. Like this is like one of the, the perfect situations of like I care about my child's well-being, about his thinking about when he gets later on in life to mm-hmm. where when he thinks back of that time, it's not going to be as bad as other people's experience because he played it out as a game to his son. And it was, you know, like they tell you how he ended up doing everything he can to get this woman's attention. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought it was dope. And it was Real hard when my man walked in there with that green horse and just stole oh, my girl. Goodness. I'm like, come on, like that is that is all time player, right? Yeah, they go in there with a green horse and just be like, come on. You know she, she, was, she piped him up though. I ain't gonna lie, she piped him up because she was like, when she went up under the table and gave him yes. a kiss. Oh yeah, come on, bro. Yeah, it was over after that. Yeah, was he was like, nah, I ain't, you can't have my girl, bro. I know y'all about to get married and all, my boy, but let me go ahead and and, and show you how to really do this thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was he was smooth as ice. I will give him that. And and the crazy part is though, 
is that throughout the movie, I don't know if you was catching this, but throughout the movie, it was giving you hints of what's basically eventually going to be the inevitable. So, like, in the beginning, remember when him and old boy was driving? I forgot what dude's name was. Um, Ferruccio. When him and Ferruccio was driving, right, and they was going down the hill and they couldn't do the brakes and they was Mm -hmm. driving through the people, remember he he was doing that he was doing the, you know what I'm saying, Hell Hitler sign or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when when he looked at his hand, he realized what he was doing and he looked back and was like, yo, the fuck? Like, yeah. is that what they, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it didn't even cross his mind at first. He was trying to tell him to get out the way. But, you know what I'm saying, eventually he realized what he was doing and was like, oh, shit, that's what they was doing back there. So, I mean, like, it was, and then if you looked at the horse, on the horse, it had German on it. It had, um... I think it said like Octung Juden or whatever, but that means like attention Jew or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like that's in German. So like they was they were showing you, or like even when they had first got to his uncle's uh house and the three dudes had ran out, you know what I'm saying? They was attacking his uncle. But you know what I'm saying? They was doing that because his uncle was Jewish. So like throughout the movie, they're showing you these things that are going on and they're like they're showing you all this stuff. And they're even giving you hints of what's to come. Like, even when he was talking to the doctor and he was telling the doctor, I mean, the doctor told him, like, yo, I got to go to Belgium to go do some stuff. And he was like, oh, well, you know, like, like what, what are you going for? And he was basically like, you know, just I got to handle some business because that was the doctor that was giving him the riddles at the mm-hmm. um, at the restaurant or whatever. And so, you know, what I'm saying, eventually we see that the doctor is basically, you know, what I'm saying working for the Nazis. You know what I mean? Yep. And he eventually seen them at the at the dinner or whatever and all this other stuff. But it's like you you it, it wasn't like straight to the point to where like they was showing you, you know what I'm saying, like the real horrors that was going on. But you, you know what I'm saying, knowing the history and knowing everything, when you see that, you know what's going on and you know what happened. So to be able to see him basically go through those things and like even when he was carrying his son back after they had left the dinner and then he walked and he seen the grave and he just seen all those bodies you know what i'm saying it was just like damn like yo to be able to keep your spirits up through that and to be able to keep your mental tight you know what i'm saying to be able to go through that and that way your son don't you know what i'm saying lose out or whatever and then they also got lucky because his son didn't like to take baths you know what I'm saying? Like most mm-hmm. little boys, they don't like to clean themselves. I don't understand what that's what it's about, but we all went through it. Well, most of us went through it. I'm gonna say, yeah, everybody. most of it because I didn't. I love taking baths. Yeah, kid. you know what I'm saying. I it was. I had a period where I ain't. You know, I was. I was a funky, f- funky winker being, bro. You know, I was like, <laughs> bro. But you know what I'm saying? Like the fact that his son didn't want to go. You know what I'm saying? Take a bath. It really saved. You know what I'm saying? End up saving his life because. He went, you know, he they was taking him to the, the gas chambers. You know what I'm saying? His uncle, unfortunately, was one of those people. And um, yeah, it was it was just crazy just to see like that that vision of it, you know what I'm saying? And especially to go from such a romantic love story into going into that. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a drastic change. So that's why I was saying, like, when you watch this, like, you you might you might well up and or you might just drop a tear because when I first seen it, I definitely did. Like, it was so crazy. And then at the end, he didn't even get a chance to make it. You know what I'm saying? Just because he was saving his son. And it was just like one of those things like, damn, bro, you just you really wish he'd have made it out of there because he did so much 
you know what I'm saying, to make sure that his wife and his son survived. And it was just like, yo, the the extreme that he went to, the, you know what I'm saying, fake with the putting the thing over his head like it was a scarf and putting the what's your name around him like it was a skirt and trying to, you know what I'm saying, find his wife and then getting caught was just like, damn, bro. It was it was it was just crazy, man. Yeah, like that scene, that like that scene where he was trying to like it's two scenes that really stood out mm-hmm. um to me was the one when he was trying to hide his son and what he wanted to do was like the German kids would play this game with basically like hide and seek. Yep. And then when the lady called all the men, like he was telling his son, like, listen, like basically go with these other kids mm-hmm. and don't talk. Like, don't say a word. Like, you know, I, I, he kind of made it like a game, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, just stay quiet. Don't say anything. And what he was trying to do was get his kids mixed up with their kids. So they just don't even really pay it any attention. Right. So he would just blend in. And then he ended up, that was really smart when the kid did slip up to say something. And that one German dude went down the hall to go get the lady. Man, and when he came snitch. back, my man had all the kids saying the same thing. Italian? Yeah, that was smart. Yeah. So that was smart. But then the other one was, you know, when he ended up getting caught with his son. And then, you know, he did the one thing where when he first, when they first, uh, was some people came to his store. I can't remember what the people was. But they came to his store and he left his son in there by himself when his grandma came. Mm-hmm. And when his son went out there, he was doing a little dance thing that he do. Yeah. So it's kind of like a signal to his son. Mm-hmm. And like then he did that same thing when they was taking them around that, you yeah. know what I'm saying, the back of that building. And you heard the gunshots. He was Man. like, damn, you know. Yo, it, and the crazy part is, bro, every time I see that scene, I, for some odd reasons, it's a small glimpse of hope in me that he's coming out in that soldier's yeah. uniform. But it, I, it, it, it's never that, and that shit breaks my heart, bro. You want to know what breaks my heart that goes <laughs> along with this? So I'm pretty sure y'all watched it in school as well. You know what I'm saying? The Diary of Anne Frank. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, when you heard them footsteps coming up that that mm-hmm. stairway, mm-hmm. man, you like. So uh, okay, the one you talking about is it the one that also showed when she was in the concentration camp too? Um, or is it just showing when she in the attic? No, it's just the attic. The one okay. that I saw is the one where she's just in the attic, like the black and white one. Yeah, um, okay. that's the so only one I've seen. It's another one that they got where it's like a short, short stint of her being in the attic, but it's like right before she they get caught, and then it's mm-hmm. like the rest of it is them going to the concentration camp, bro. That shit is crazy bro because i didn't know like after watching that i knew i mean i found out but like i didn't know like her sister was there i think mm-hmm. like her mom was up there with him and shit i'm yeah. like yo this shit is crazy i bro. think if i'm not mistaken i think her uncle was too. i think so I think it's so. been a while i haven't seen that movie in a while i need to go back and watch it but like yeah that scene man and, and like just to and for them to be able to make a whole movie which she did really good about you know, documenting like what they did throughout the day. So all mm-hmm. you had to do was kind of, you know, write the script in between that and make conversations, pretty you know, much throughout right. the diary or whatnot. But to watch that whole movie play out and to know that you have to stay in this attic, like you got to be quiet. You have, like you basically sleep during the day mm-hmm. because people are working and you don't want nobody to know that you're up there and, mm-hmm. and you have to depend on because think about this you have to depend on this one person not getting caught bringing them yep. food and shit yep you know what i'm saying so like so what happens if this person get caught 
Now, there was a scene, dude, I haven't seen this movie in like two decades, mm-hmm. but I do remember one person ended up sneaking out and yeah. going downstairs and doing something, and they almost got caught that day. Yeah. But like, but I'm with you. It's like, man, like that one scene, like that shit broke my heart, man. Like you hear them steps going up the footsteps, and you start hearing them banging on that. I think it was a bookcase mm-hmm. that they was behind, and like, and then the movie just ends like that. You like, fuck, oh, man. You know, like, know where it go from there, and that yeah. was, and that was just the crazy part, even about life is beautiful, like. Just the fact that she's coming home one day with her friend, you know, I mean, with her mom, you know what I'm saying? They just coming home one day and then they look in the house and ain't nobody there. And she already knew she like, oh, my God, like, man, this can't be real. And so she going when she went there and she told the dude, like, yo, it's been a mistake. Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got my 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 husband and my son and, you know, saying his uncle and dude, like. Nah, it ain't no mistake. Yeah, he read the name on the list. No mistake. Yeah, (laughs) they are on that train. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, so, uh, and then just like you said, just her sacrifice of even going there, you know what I'm saying? This is some shit she didn't even have to do. She could have continued to live life and just set out and hope for the best. But like, she put herself in that situation to be able to be as close to them as possible. And it really wasn't no telling what could have happened to her. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, she was getting treated any different or she was getting special treatment. Nah, like, she was, anybody in them in them, in them, them white and blues was getting treated the same way. Yep. And I was just like, man, like, that's crazy. But even though, you know what I'm saying, like, the second half of the movie is, is you know what I'm saying, like, so heartbreaking, like, I got to give credit you know what I'm saying, to Roberto Benini because he does a great job with adding, like, little comedic things in there mm-hmm. to kind of, you know what I'm saying, give you that laughing point to kind of reset you. So, like, the the one part where they all looking outside because, you know, like, they trying to destroy everything and then leave out and get mm-hmm. rid of everybody as much as they can. So the one part where he's talking to, um oh, what is dude's name? What is dude's name? Hold on, give me one minute, one minute, one minute. Uh, Bartolome, Bartolome, uh, Bartolome. He talking to him, and uh, he was like, "What's going on outside?" And he like, "Man, it looked like you know what I'm saying they leaving. It looked like they throwing everything away." So he like, "Man, we gotta leave." He like, "Nah, the best thing to do is just to stay in here." He's like, "They taking people away, so like, let's just stay in here." So he like, "Man, fuck that, I'm leaving." He was like, "Well, what if we don't see each other again?" He was like, "No, I'm sure we'll see each other again." He was like, "Maybe we'll get an anvil factory." But that shit had me fucking crying. <laughs> that shit made me laugh because I'm like, bro, like for him to for him to use that at that moment, bro, that shit is is pure genius because it's like you already know, you know what I'm saying? Like he he's one of them type of people to where he quick, you know what I'm saying? He real witty, so like he was coming up with shit like that throughout the movie. But the fact that he came up with that in that situation was so perfect because it was just like you don't even expect him to say something like that. <clears throat> And then, you know what I'm saying, to do the callback with the anvil thing is even funnier because it's like to see him do that, like he about to put down the anvil and his boy like, nah, you might want to pick that motherfucker up. Like, <laughs> might not be here after that. He picked that motherfucker up quick as hell. And then even when, you know what I'm saying, his son had came out and um, when his son had came out, 
and he was talking to him and he like, yo, like, what are you doing? You supposed to be playing with the kids. He like, it ain't no other kids. And he holding the anvil the whole time talking to his son. He like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was just like, man, it was, it was such a, like I said, it's such a crazy movie toward the end, but in the beginning it's so dope because it's like, you see him doing all of these things to get this woman's attention. And you know what I'm saying? Like you see him going through like hell and hot water to get this woman's attention. He's not rich. He don't really got a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? He's not doing none of that. And then to get somebody like her who is supposed to be like the, the upper society of where they at in, in Italy or whatever, for him to go out his way and do all the things he did to get her, like he was doing some dope shit. Like yeah. he basically, he basically quote unquote kidnapped her at one point in time. Yeah, he did. He kidnapped her with the car and then wrecked the car. Yeah, um, you gotta gotta add that in yeah. there. But it was what also dope that you know he he spoke about a bookstore and how he was able to live his dream and you know be able to get a bookstore and you know sell everything half price and shit. Like mm-hmm. it was it it was dope to to see somebody, you know, get somebody because like the thing about like the pursue, you know, what I'm saying a woman that is you know quote unquote out of your league, mm-hmm. and then you able to win her over like. What's dope about shit like that is the fact that, like you said, he didn't really have much. Like he was right. trying to impress her by stealing this other dude's hat all the time because mm-hmm. the dude had a better hat than him. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, for her to know, like, this dude ain't really got shit, and to leave where she was at, like that party was extravagant that they Big was time. that they was having for her. You know, when they did the whole engagement thing, right. it's like for her to leave <laughs> all of that behind. That's one of those situations where it's just like. I, I think that the 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 title of this movie is a double entendre. Kind of mm-hmm. like it's like life is beautiful because like at that point of the movie, like yeah, like his life is beautiful. He got the woman he wanted, they had a child, he got the bookstore he wanted, mm-hmm. everything is good, and then all of a sudden this whole switch, and then it's like that life to me, that life is beautiful is is to convince my son that this is a game. Like, this right. is all a game. We're going to get a huge prize at the end. And it was dope to see when the Americans first came, you know, in that tank, and the American yeah. was, you know, talking to the kid and told him to come on up here, and he actually got the ride in the tank. He was mm-hmm. like, yo, then he see his mom. He's like, mom, like, I won the game. I got the, I got to win the tank. Yeah. And it was just like, man, I, I just don't think that there are – people that are willing to sacrifice because i think man anytime you're in a situation like that like you want to know something else like like oh what's my movie 12 years a slave yeah it's like can you imagine you you're living up north everything is good you straight and all of a sudden like you've been free the whole time mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they snatch you up and now you a slave he was fucked up mentally. Like, yeah. Like, this is some bullshit. Like, yeah. I've been free and now I got to deal with this. Like, this is bullshit. I ain't no slave. And then the, the fact that he had to literally play the part the whole time. He had to yeah. really convince himself that he is this person that he's not in order to survive. And, like, that's the, and, and, and to me, bro, it's, it's shit like that that's like, I you to feel to say feel sorry for really is a slight, so I'm not even gonna use that. Yeah. But you you gotta kind of admire 
that courage. You got to kind of admire that intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you got to have an admiration for people like that because it's like, yo, they really did everything in their power to be able to make it. Like, at the end of 12 Years a Slave, to know that this man got free and got back to his family and everything else, and he missed 12 years not just of his life, but his wife's life, his kid's life. This man came back as a grandfather. You know what I'm saying? Like his, his they had, you know, he had grandkids and everything else. And it's like, yo, to to one day, you know what I'm saying, be talking amongst people, everything else, you know what I'm saying? And you play violin, you doing all this great shit, and then you thinking that you got this job, and then you wake up and you just in this fucking prison by yourself. Not knowing what the fuck is going on. You don't know where you at. You don't know none of this shit. This nigga was up north and ended up in Louisiana somewhere. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like that type of shit is crazy. So for him to be able to be living this this life in Italy and, you know what I'm saying, making trying to make something of himself and take care of his family and all this other shit. And then, you know what I'm saying, to get picked up and then have to basically, you know what I'm saying, shield his son from all this. It's like, man, that's that's some fucking courage, bro. Like that's that's intelligence, that's courage, that's everything that you're supposed to be as a man. Like that's what that is because it's anything could have went wrong with that. Like, and then like even when you know what I'm saying, like the two things to me that every time I watch this too, I always think like, bro, in in a real situation like that shit could have went super south. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he got on the 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 speaker the loudspeaker and was, you know what I'm saying, doing what he did to talk to his wife and let his son do that. So they, you know what I mean? Like, nigga, that could have, that could have just cleared all of them out. Yep. Everybody could have died at that moment. You know what I'm saying? Or even when he opened up the window to play the, you know what I'm saying, the song for, for his wife, that could have, you know what I'm saying? That could have been bad for everybody. So it's like the chances that he was taking just to make sure that, you know what I'm saying? His wife knew that, you know what I'm saying? He was still there and his son was going to be okay. Like, yo, this, that's some, some wild shit. Like, that's some, to me, especially, like, that's unfathomable shit. Like, to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you would do in those situations is cool, but, like, that's just to that saying, like, you never know until you're in that situation. And yeah. the fact that he was able to maneuver through those things and do those things and, you know what I'm saying, sacrifice, you know what I'm saying, life for not just him, but possibly everybody around him in that situation. Like he could have got snitched on, you know what I'm saying? He could have, he could have got shot right then and there, like in a bunch of situations, you know what I'm saying? When that lady seen him outside with his son, like that shit could have went bad. Like it's a bunch of scenarios that really could have went south for him. And it just so happened that, you know what I'm saying? His spirit was up so high that, you know what I'm saying? He is just that energy was, was good enough for him to get away with the shit that was going on. So, like I said, it's a it's one of those movies, man, where you see that shit, bro, and it's like you get fooled because you see all of this shit happening in the beginning. And like I said, it's giving you little hints of, of what's to come. But it's like the movie gets the movie's so good because it's such a such a romantic movie that you see all this and then you forgetting at the same time, like this shit is going to come eventually. So yeah, yeah man. That's yeah, is it's definitely the, the the most unmet sacrifice. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because you you can find yourself like so down, and then at the same time, like being like what we are in the generation that we in, like we mm-hmm. we see we find ourselves complaining about 
You know what I'm saying? Really small dumb shit, shit at the yeah. end of the day. You know what I mean? Small shit that don't mean nothing. And just like, but to be in a time where it's like one day you're working at the store and then all of a sudden these people scoop you up and put put you on the train. And you like, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because this was, if I'm not mistaken, this is early on in the war. This is like when they first really start taking over. Cause like, no, this is know. actually the, the crazy part. Is this is actually like later. I think you know what it is because like they were they weren't in there that long no. before the American came. So yeah, but it, it's 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 really man like the like I said the concept of this like to to make this a comedy drama movie surrounded around a situation like this, and it's like for a father to make that sacrifice of I am going to go out through this and make sure my son's well-being is not going to be you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure like he still went through a traumatic thing of losing his father but like mm-hmm. I think that he just really didn't understand it because he just, he didn't see it. Like he didn't see yeah. his father get shot because he was not behind the building. Yeah, and not only that, his dad was doing his best to shield him from everything that was really going on. So not only did he he really didn't I don't think he really understood until maybe he got older, but like he wasn't really aware of what was really going on. The whole time he's thinking that this shit is really a game. Yeah, and like even he was like, Look, look at the number on my shirt, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They also put it on my arm to match my shirt. Like mm-hmm. he was like he he was trying his best, and he did like a, a really phenomenal job. And to take this concept of this movie and make it the way that they did, I think that they did a really good job at, at doing this because you you taking one of the saddest situations and you adding comedy to it. You know, it's kind of like what Quentin Tarantino did with Django. Yeah. Like you take a very bad slavery situation and you flip it to say that there's this, you know, this this black. I forget what he was. He wasn't a bounty hunter, was he? No, not a bounty hunter. He was um who Django? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically they it, was it was, he was basically a bounty hunter. And no, like they, yeah, they were bounty hunters. Yeah, like he's like a bounty hunter that they put like this comedic stuff into it. Mm-hmm. And like even even what um what's my man name? Sam L. Yeah. Like for his character to be like it, because there was really people like that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Who who really looked at their master that way, mm-hmm. but Sam made it so fucking funny. Yeah. Where it's like, even though you hate those type of characters, mm-hmm. he he said it so funny. It's like, yo, yeah. that shit's hilarious. Like you can't help but to laugh at ooh that ooh, nigga that on that man. Come on, <laughs> man, that is comedy. <laughs> Like yeah. I don't care how much you don't like slavery movies. That yeah. shit was funny as fuck. But see, the the genius to me, the genius in something like that, right, is not only is it I don't want to say forcing, but it's bringing it's kind of bringing an awareness, right, mm-hmm. to everything that happened. Because like, if you watch if you watch Django, there was things in that movie that. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people didn't know what's going on during slavery, like making them do Mandingo fights or even when, you know what I'm saying? The, the one dude tried to get away and they let the dogs attack them. 
you know what I'm saying? They had to they had to sit there and watch these dogs attacking this, you know what I'm saying, attacking this man. And and even in this movie, like just the fact that you know they're in the middle of the Holocaust, they're in a concentration camp. And you know, at any at any point in time, bro, he could he could be killed at any point in time for any reason. They don't need a reason to kill him for real. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like he's doing everything in his power to make sure not just him, but his son is okay. Cause like the truth of the matter is like, he was really, it's, at the time it's really just him and his son. Mm-hmm. Like he knows his wife is there and you know, he's doing shit for his wife. But at the, the, the truth thing is that he's just really protecting his son. And at any point in time, they could have like his son, because he didn't want to take a bath is the only reason his son was alive. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's shit like that. Like, he was really doing everything, like even you know what I'm saying, like him talking to everybody else, like the when in the beginning of it all, when they first got there, and the and the uh, the dude came in, that the Nazi dude came in, and he like, yo, who speaks German? And he went up oh, there. That part was crazy. Come on, bro. He went up there and he's speaking Italian the whole time, but he's doing it for his son to be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? He basically giving us the rules to the game. You know what I'm saying? And his son is keeping it together. Like, yo, he really saying this shit? Like, is this shit real? But he can't do nothing but believe his dad because he like, my dad wouldn't lie to me in no situation like this. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's none the wiser. But it's just like even going and doing something like that. Like, imagine if dude would have asked that question, but he knew Italian. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just yeah. like that where you be, you know what I mean? Like, you just don't know. So the fact like he's going out on the whim to do anything possible to protect his son is just like, damn. You know what I mean? You just, like I said, you always hope for the best. Every time I watch that shit and they take him in that back alleyway and he shoot him. It's like, man, like even rewatching it, I'm like, yo, he about to come out with the, with the uniform on and then dude run back. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot he died. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's, it's so crazy to think that through all that type of hell that dude that you know what I'm saying that dude went through that they were just going through in general. You know what I'm saying? He was able to keep his spirits up and he was able to do, you know what I'm saying, whatever it took to make sure his son was none the wiser about what was really going on. It's just you like I said earlier, you just gotta admire that shit. And that's a that's a great point that you just brought up because when that when that guy asked if anybody speak German. Mm. And like, and he just believed that this dude could interpret everything that he's saying. And then what he was doing, because like the guy would look at him, mm-hmm. like the guy would do like a hand gesture. He would do the same as that hand gesture yes. that he did to make it seem like, oh, I'm saying what yeah. you're saying, yeah, but I'm not saying what you're saying. Nigga, as a matter of said, fact, he don't even know what you're saying. When that motherfucker said, <laughs> he said. I'm going to leave because I'm playing hide and seek, and they're about to find me. I say, yo, this nigga is wild. That shit was so fucking funny, bro. Like, just the fact that he was able to come up with that shit, bro, just on the spot. Like, damn, bro. And then just knowing, like, to me, that's the that's the most devastating part of that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That, that whole second half of the movie is the fact that he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, he done, like you said, doing backbreaking work, just surviving throughout the day, and then coming home, you know, or not even coming home, but coming back to the, you know what I'm saying, the barrack, and just being able to muster up the strength, you know what I'm saying, and the energy to just be able to just come to your son and be like, yo, so this is what happened. We play hopscotch, you know, like just to be able to come up with that, just to shield him from that is just, 
man, that, that that's why I said, bro, when you see this movie, man, it's one of them things that you're going to be like, you you want to cry, you want to smile, you're going to laugh, you're going to get sad. It's like it, it just takes you through that range of emotions because it's, it's just that type of movie. You know what I'm saying? Like this, first yeah. and foremost, it was brilliantly filmed. Um, and the crazy part is like it looks like one of these movies from like the 60s, the 50s kind of. But it was mm-hmm. it came out in ninety seven, so it's like it it make you feel like you know what I'm saying you really looking at some shit from the thirties or forties or whatever because of the way that yep. it's filmed, you know what I'm saying. And they did a great job writing this too, because like I said, for them to put that all in the front, for them to basically give you this dude's whole story about how he broke down meeting this woman, and then to eventually be in that situation, because it's like really it's not even the second half. It's really like the last quarter of the movie that they're in. You know what I'm saying? The concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And it's like most of the movie is just him basically trying to get Dora to fall in love with him. You know what I mean? So it this is this is just one of them ones to me, man. It's like that's why I said when I when I remembered the movie, I was like, yeah, we got to do this one because this is this is definitely a good one to, to have. Yes, sir. It was definitely interesting. Yeah, man. So um, you ready for the fire flames? Yes, sir. Let's get into it. Let's do it, man. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. So what do you give this movie? All right. So I I can't really go on about the cast because I've never seen these people before in my life. So, So I have to skip over that part. But what I will say, I won't go long on it. The concept of the movie is a five because to to take a terrible situation and give you the first half of it to be a love story and show the ultimate sacrifice for your son, you know, mind state. I think that is very dope because that kid is going to grow up and be like, yeah, my dad went through a terrible situation. But at the same time, he made the best out of it. And his mom you know, she could share her experiences and then you know, they could share both of their experiences and be like, you know, this is the sacrifice that, you know, his dad, uh, you know, my dad made. So I think the concept of it is a five. But me being me, I have to be honest on this podcast. With with it being subtitles and, you know, <laughs> another language, all that type of stuff, I got to knock it, man. I got, I, I, I got to. I got to be honest. And this is the fire flame. Yeah. I'm gonna knock. I'm my rating is gonna be a three. Okay, but <laughs> but if they make an American version of this, yes, you know what I'm saying. I can see myself going back and watching it. It's just, dude, it's a lot of work, man. Trying to yeah. read, trying to watch, trying to get the feel of the room. It's a lot for me, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot for me. But but like I said, like. The concept is great. And like mm-hmm. you said, you brought up a, rare, a very, very good point. This movie looks like it's the 60s or 50s, even though you know the war was in the 40s. Yeah. But like the way that they shot it, yeah, it looked like it does not look like a movie that came out in 1997 at, at all. all. At all. So they did a phenomenal job with that shit. Because mm-hmm. not only is this a timepiece, but they they don't always shoot timepieces like a timepiece. 
Right. Like they give you, you know, all of the costumes. They give mm-hmm. you, you know, the the language, not language, but like the way people spoke. They, mm-hmm. Like they give you all of those things to make it feel like, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, but they don't shoot it that way. Right. They actually shot it to where like, yo, this shit looks like that time. So mm-hmm. they did a really good job with that as well. So yeah. I, I'm everything is a five except the subtitles in different <laughs> language. I gotta bump to a three. All right, man. So for me, I watch TV with subtitles anyway. So like at this point, even reading the subtitles, I can still see what's going on in the movie. I, I my peripheral just give me everything else. Um but the cast, I don't know much about the cast. I know a little bit about Roberto um, Benini. He is like a, a Italian legend as far as films go. Um, I did some research on him, of course, That's and I found that out. Um, but I didn't know that the lady who plays Dora is his actual wife. You know what I'm saying? They, they, were, oh, they were married. Yeah, so... Um, that was dope to find out that they both, you know what I'm saying, was in this movie together and doing that. Um, but as far as just the, the casting of it, I guess they did a good job. I don't know too much about the actors, but they did a hell of a job in their roles. Um, the movie itself is, is a great movie. Like I said, for them to give you this whole love story and then it slides into like the most dramatic piece that you can go into, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Outside of slavery is crazy. You know what I mean? To, to turn it around like that, like you talking about a plot twist. This was a fucking plot twist. Oh yeah. You know what I mean, like even though, like I said, they're giving you hints throughout the fucking movie, but the fact that you eventually end up seeing it is like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like, like you said, the movie was shot beautifully. Um, the fact that you see this and if and it's like you watching the original Annie movie or some shit like that, you know what I mean? Like just the way that it shot the grain of the film and everything else, that is crazy. So um, for me, I'm sorry, bro. I got to keep it at a five. I got to keep it at a five. That's I, like I said, I love this movie. This movie is one of those movies that I can I can definitely watch. Just, you know, what I'm saying kick back. Let me, you know somebody want to watch something and i ain't gonna lie fellas if you with your girl man you know put this on you might get some bonus points for this one you know what mm-hmm. i mean just even if you got to cut it off before you know saying so they get on the train just this one of them ones where you know you might get some bonus points off of this um but yeah for me this is definitely a five man i recommend this for anybody who wants to see a great movie anybody who wants who likes timepiece movies especially um, they did a hell of a job with this movie. Shout out to them. I feel you, my guy. I ain't mad at it. Oh, fun fact. This shit came out in 97, though. But it didn't yeah. come out in America until 1998. Uh, I mean, that wouldn't... Okay. That's how great this movie is, though. Yeah. Like, it because... came out a whole year later, and it did what it did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's to me. That's that's super dope. Um, so dope that it won three Oscars. It won the best actor in the leading role. Um, it won best music, and um, it best it won best foreign language film. 
and it got nominated for best picture as well. Um, it got nominated for best director, uh, best writing, best film editing. So it came out with three Oscars, got nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Three out of seven ain't bad for an Italian film that came out a year ago. So yep. that was dope. That was super dope. So um, let's get into the coming soon, bro. Let's do it. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. Jason episode, man, we doing... I I want to say the goat, but not not sure. That's this is this is super perspective, but he's definitely up there. He's, he's in the conversation. Yeah, he's an icon for sure, man. We're talking about the great Steven Spielberg, man. You know him for movies like Jurassic Park, E.T. Um uh what's the what's the what's the other one? Um with Oprah and, and Ghost. Oprah. No, man. Oh, my bad. The color purple. <laughs> color purple. Yeah, that's my a movie fault. I've never seen before. But I know Steven Spielberg. Oh man. That's crazy. He did Shameless List. Yeah, yeah, did. He definitely did. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. He did Shameless List. You know, a lot of people know him for saving Private Ryan, but I was never a huge, huge fan of Saving Private Ryan. But we'll we'll get into the shit. You know what I'm saying? When we really get into the movie. You know what I'm saying? He did the Indiana Jones joints. Um, you know, that was Harrison Ford's um uh, Harrison Ford's uh, franchise. So mm-hmm. um he look man, he 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 done a lot of shit. And it's gonna it's gonna be interesting breaking this down, man. Um yeah, because Steven Steven Spielberg name is on a lot of you know what I'm saying, a lot of highly rated shit. Yo, he's like he's like the blockbuster guy. This is true. Yeah, he he's like he's done like when you think of blockbuster movies, like not the, the old story blockbuster, y'all. I mean, like the term blockbuster movies, like Steven Spielberg, yeah. that guy. Like when Jurassic Park came out, like I think that was the first time we, you know, what I'm saying seen like dinosaurs on film for real. Like what, before what, that, it yeah. was like claymation. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. So yeah, it's it's like I said, he he's in he's in the conversation, and yeah. and then even even like some shit that he put his name on, he was like an executive producer and shit. Like mm-hmm. there's there's a, there's a lot of stuff on his resume, man. So it's, it's gonna be interesting, uh, very interesting going going through this because yeah, he, he's definitely wait. in the conversation. I can't wait. So um, man, that is that. You know what I'm saying? Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for watching as usual. You know, it's always um, fun doing these pods, especially one like this. You know what I'm saying? The fact that we get to uh, talk about a movie like this, you know what I'm saying? Not only does it show our range, it it actually just shows you, like, we really do this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We really do this. So, um, you know what I'm saying? Until the next episode, man, y'all... Hit us up. Let us know if you've ever seen this movie. Let us know if, you know what I'm saying, you too, um, as well as I did, you know, seen this in school. Or maybe this was just one of the ones that came on TV and it was so captivating that you sat down and watched it. Um, you could do that by hitting us up 
on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at ViewAnonPod. And you can also hit us up on Facebook and join into the group as well, VA Pod Watch Group. Um, we have not yet found um, a movie to do a watch party with, but I'm thinking that we can definitely do that soon. That would be dope. Oh, that yeah. Would be super dope. That would so, be. We're going to get to working on that very soon. So you guys keep an ear out for that. It would be nice to, uh, you know what I'm saying, do a watch party with, you know what I'm saying, a bunch of uh, the people that listen to this and watch this. That would be cool. Um, also, man, listen, if you're listening to this on the, any podcast platform and this is your first time, make sure you subscribe, please follow or whatever button they got up there. And if you're watching this on Spotify, man, thank you. Make sure you hit that follow button. That way you can um, check us out on future episodes. And you can also go back and listen to our previous catalog as well. Um, and then as for me, you can follow me um, on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. I got a link tree in the bio. You can follow me everywhere else there. And y'all can find me at s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That's just on IG. Um, go follow the podcast. Subscribe to um, the 28 Minutes or Less Podcast. It's on all major platforms. I'm still rocking with the uh, Freeway Ricky Ross episode. Feel really good about it. Um, let me know what you think. Check it out. Listen to it. Um, let me see. What else I got? I got something going to be coming soon and yeah this i think that i think this next one is going to be an interesting one i don't know how people are going to feel about it so just be on the lookout it's going to be episode 98 i'm coming up on 100 episodes of the 28 minutes or less podcast i don't really know if i got anything planned for the 100th episode but we'll see still got time to think about it so that's all i got cool man and um yeah, once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Um, and the support is always greatly appreciated. Until the next episode, like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Good.